Welcome back. First of all, we have to apologize for the lack of episodes the last couple of weeks. We uh, It's just been a hectic couple of weeks, hasn't it? Absolutely. So we, we just moved into a place in the city center, so we're going to be thriving. We're, we're literally living across the road from the door. Like, I'm not joking. That actually, that has happened. No, sorry. You we, sh- we shouldn't really tell people where we live. <laughs> ah. There's lots of houses across the road. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that famous anyway. It's not like people could be standing outside. Who's like, oh my God, one of our 140 followers on Instagram. Johnny, we're not famous yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so no, it's just been a hectic couple of weeks moving into this place and um, also trying to get Johnny up from Connemara. Now, to be fair to him, he did do the journey for weeks and weeks and weeks before Christmas. <laughs> nail me because it's because of me we've i've been coming up every week and then i basically was like look listen we can record this anywhere do you want to just like meet halfway or meet athlone or you come over for one weekend and lewis is like ah nah can't does just doesn't really work the next like three weeks (laughs) it definitely does there was even one point like we have to get to this as well there was one point where i said to you do you want to come over and record the podcast and we'll, we'll go out in Westport we'll go out in Galway mm. and then you were like nah and then I asked you like a day later do you want to just go to Galway and you were like yeah yeah mm. <laughs> so you'll travel for the session you won't <laughs> travel for the podcast <laughs> uh, well yeah I mean I'm not going to defend myself because <laughs> <laughs> you've nothing to defend yourself with <laughs> okay bringing all the, the equipment and then having to set it up and worry about you know uh, anyway it's, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like, can't, can't land it on me. I was traveling nine hours in, every weekend to do this podcast, so... Uh, nine hours every yeah, weekend? Four and a half each way. Mm. Yeah. That's what you get for leaving your house in Dublin. Ah, uh, yeah, this is what I get. <laughs> this fucking gap. <laughs> you, you knew what was down the, oh, down the road. Man, there's wood from the trees and there's wood from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Amazon from the trees. <laughs> yeah, this is wood from the trees from the Wicklow Mountains, mm. and then there's the Amazon rainforest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw a tree in my garden, and then, sorry, I can't go further with this. <laughs> you can't beat those evergreens, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week we are, uh, we are heading to, well, not heading to, but we are... Uh, we are reviewing reviewing the McNeil's pub, pub on the on, north side on Cable Street yeah and then also the Brazen or Brazen Head we still haven't figured out how to pronounce it I I've think it's heard, Brazen Head I've heard a couple of people pronounce it differently so I yeah. don't think there's a specific way the only way you'd ever find out really is if we go up to some Dubliner now when we're in the pub I mean it, when we were in there we probably should have asked the manager or, or the bartender or something but I say Brazen Head but, but I've heard a lot of people say Brazen Head yeah and um, we, we would have asked the bartender, but we'll go into why we didn't later on. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, McNeil's anyway, a very pleasant surprise of a pub. I, uh, like, yeah. speaking on Cable Street, you're thinking it's not, you know, the kind of style of pubs that are there. There's nothing spectacular, really, because I, I work around the corner and, you know, there's some good pubs, but this kind of really surprised me. Yeah, th- there are a couple of, Fairly decent ones. I get we'll get the wording in after get the names of them after the break that are quite famous. I know, but this one, 
I basically we I was coming up and we were kind of just going out and this was at the time when there was still kind of like a 12 o'clock curfew it hadn't really fully gone yet and uh, that's true but yeah. we did so we did it a few times like that well yeah we, so much, like, yeah we loved it so much the first time uh, that we came back the night that the restrictions ended so it was yeah it, it was, was a good way to kick off it the, was it was and like so like we, the way I looked it up was basically just to see what, what, what kind of small pubs could we go to in the city to start the night out mm. and I came across this one because we're used to going to the Dawson Lounge on uh, Dawson Street obviously and sort of the confession box I suppose on Marlborough Street which we kind of gave an okay-ish review given how famous the pub is yeah but we went to uh, we went to McNeil's anyway because we thought it'd be small and cosy and Jesus Christ I walked in my god was it cosy no because I was first so I got in and I was like oh can I have a, a Heineken and your man asked for the search that was grand did the whole search thing mm. Got me the Heineken, and he, it was really weird. He he said, "Will I open a tab for you?" I always like when people do that because you know it's kind of a bit of a local pub if they're doing that, mm, you know. Yeah. But the the funniest thing happened when I was going to order my pint because there was obviously some you know local pintmen were there, just chatting away, bantering back and forth. Mm. I don't think they were necessarily pint men. Maybe we should go into that a little bit. There is a distinction between locals that go maybe a little bit too often and pint men because the pint men as we were explaining before don't really they sort of just sit on their own don't really talk to anybody yeah and they maybe kind of nod but these guys are bantering back and forth but they looked like a bit disheveled so it looks like they came a little bit more often but, but basically this guy hands he's like oh another Guinness there and hands your man and like this fucking hand full of coins no, like, no like, yeah <laughs> cash like, is king yeah cash is king in this pub like I felt like such an absolute like noob with my phone being like oh sorry I haven't carried, I haven't carried cash in about two years <laughs> what a legend yeah 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 and uh, so yeah he uh, he did that and he just see man counting it up putting it into the till god the stress <laughs> yeah, and he turned around your man he goes hey Tony, you just give me three twenty for a burger. <laughs> no way. He's like, dude, I fucked up. Oh, you know what I did? I missed the two euro coin. <laughs> yeah, no then, shit, sure yeah, yeah. And then you go, <laughs> quick then, maths. And then your man just goes, gives the two euro coin. Then yeah, fucking don't have it. Don't think so. <laughs> He's but like, fuck sake, get you next time. <laughs> no, he pulls out a Re- revolute card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. I get you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, so that was hilarious. But then I went up to the back of the pub, I didn't really want to. I was wearing that sort of like, like long kind of. Trench coat. Beige kind of, yeah, tre- like Mac, yeah. So I didn't want to really stay around there too long because I thought I'd look like a fucking prick. So I, I took it off almost immediately, but I didn't. And then just basically like threw it into the corner, just sat mm. down, didn't repay him. Because there was a bunch of pe- local people there that were just looking at me being like, what the fuck's this lad doing here? Well, when we were initially. Uh, when we, when we initially went in um, there was nobody in that back part of the pub so to explain to everyone it's kind of split into two really with an upstairs that's purely just for the toilets I think isn't it and they actually store a few stairs or not stairs they store a few uh, chairs up there chairs underneath yeah. the yeah but um, so it's kind of narrow pub really nice hardwood varnished wood oh and then, yeah so they've, they've done something weird at the start of it when you're coming in on the left hand side is the the pub and it's kind of newish on the left hand the bar, side yeah, yeah. but once you get past the actual bar 
there's, there's something that, that you hate about saying the word bar <laughs> well, like I don't want people getting confused about yeah, bar as yeah. a general term yeah 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 yeah. yeah so where the taps are the oh bar. the taps yeah, yeah the, the tap 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 <laughs> go on and so we went past the, the bar and once you get past the bar then it gets all old school and loads of little stools and in the back room as you said there's just dark wood there's a fire lighting like yeah. it's just a gorgeous cosy pub cosy yes and it, it's big enough for you to bring four or five people there kind of maybe at five six o'clock this is actually a bit of a five six o'clock afternoon pub yeah it's, it's not necessarily a late night pub unless you're going for the music and if you are going for the music you'd want to have been there since five or six o'clock to have a seat do you know yeah that's what they were saying especially well even no especially uh when the 12 o'clock rule was in place because you know people are out early and they're looking for any bit of live music that they could find yeah but now i'd say it's okay but for the size of the pub you want to be was, getting there yeah. early enough early enough and this the second time we went there which is why we need to start going places two to two or three times now i think a little bit more mm. just now that we've built up a bit of a catalog uh the, the second time we went it was really interesting because you were getting a mix of people the same way i got a really similar vibe it was like almost like a poor man's mulligans but way smaller mm. so there was like people with notepads out writing stuff down like poetry and shit and yeah then, that was nice to see actually yeah and then there's like <laughs> old people on the left because you were convinced she was getting stood up but i'm like nah she's not getting stood up and then we spotted her and she was gone within about 10 seconds well no it was only because uh, the pub was very busy this was the night for anyone who's listening this was the night that the restrictions ended so myself and Johnny and a mate met there for a couple of pints before we headed off elsewhere and um, uh, our mate was on the way and we couldn't find a seat you had to look upstairs they were kind of um, banjaxed chairs without yeah. tops on them or something without cushions on them so we were tried to ask the pub I tried to ask the bar uh, bartender if we could take it. He said, oh, "There's actually chairs under the 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 stairs." But anyway, mm. before that, tried to ask her the the writer because uh, she had like two chairs beside her mm. while she was writing away, and she had a jacket on one of them and her bag on the other. So like I thought, here, do you mind if I take a seat off you? And she was like, "Oh no, I'm meeting people. If that's all right, yeah, okay." Did she say that? Yeah, yeah. That's why I thought that. Well, like she said that to me, and then oh, maybe you. And then right. when she left, you know, maybe you were right. Yeah, well, maybe I, it was I'm just, always right, Johnny. I was getting embarrassing for you. Yeah. Possibly. No, no, no. I, she left ages after. Like I was pleasant about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Never not. No, pleasant. but like, uh, I can't think of something that's more emotionally, like, death, like, awful for something to happen to you than getting stood up. Like my my mum tells a great story about how in Cork City they used to say oh look a great meet up spot so you'd, you'd meet your date somewhere because you, you could only get their number at a, at a nightclub or a bar and then you'd have to ring them and hope they answered so a lot of them would just say look meet me outside Roach's stores because that, that's in the middle of Patrick Street at 6 o'clock on Saturday and we'll see you there yeah imagine like, oh. this, this would be like a week before oh imagine God. people used to do this well, sorry. I trust that somebody would show up like our our generation is so conditioned to need like immediate validation yeah. that the idea that you would meet up with someone that you 
upon an agreement that you'd made a week before mm. it's just, just would never happen in, in today's world like no. if you ran into a girl in Nilda Hughes pub tonight and said I'll meet you outside Leinster House next week at 7 o'clock <laughs> good luck like, yeah and especially I, at the rate that uh, people cancel on each other these days yeah cancelled or not even cancelled just ghost and that like that's in its truest form as well just no show no it gets fucking way worse oh does it so my mum said me that what the lads sometimes would do is there was a building across the road yeah would like that you could get up to the roof of Mm. and the lad who'd asked her out would bring his mates along and they'd go up with like a couple of cans to the top of the roof and oh, watch down at no. the girl waiting for him. Jesus. What scumbags? <laughs> <laughs> like, bit of popcorn as well. And then I asked my dad about it. I was like, did this actually happen? Mm. And dad's like, oh yeah, sure, fuck it, it was great crack. Oh was my God. And people used to go there to watch people getting stood up as well. Was so, that just a general meeting place? It was a general said? meeting place people used to go to. So you'd go there to see your day getting stood up, but the most of the people there were just going to watch people getting stood up in Cork oh City until the whole city would know that you were stood up if you were stood up. <laughs> and everyone would kind of know each other as well. Well, to but, a certain extent, like it's a city, but it's like yeah. it's not a mega city or anything like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, like, can you imagine? That's like, like. like and to be honest, yeah, I just choose another meeting place. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's it's be not, real. Yeah, like, that's too much pressure for me. Imagine all the if somebody said to me, if I was a girl and some lad said to me in a pub, I'll meet you outside road stores, I'm like, if you fuck you will, you yeah. meet me around the corner in the back lane yeah. where nobody can see us. <laughs> and I'll shift the face out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's not a chance and like with all the lads as well, I know for a fact I would not choose a well known meeting spot. Yeah, it's just there's no way. Yeah, I like. I even think, I think apparently they didn't want to give their num their address to people because they wouldn't know them well enough. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's way more innocent generation. Like I, I think about my parents' generation, like some of the stuff they did. It's so late. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the generation after us is going to be like. Actually, they don't even. They just met. They just, just meet on Meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> met this fucking this fucking animation last night just fucking awesome <laughs> like how's that gonna work <laughs> it's not a real person like <laughs> lovely milk or something oh fucking she, she, she herself lives in Turkey but we're meeting up at Starbucks the virtual Starbucks in Paris like on yeah. Tuesday <laughs> oh my god you know, that shit's gonna happen. But I think, you know, our generation suffers with, like the generation after us, like we already suffer a lot from it. It's gonna suffer so much from anxiety that the idea that you would even go on a date would just, would just won't exist. I just think like, yeah. they were gonna be like, you know, I don't know if you ever go to like Germany, like or Berlin, like, like the, the Germans, like, I, they don't really go on that many dates. Like they don't, they, they just go to like fucking nightclubs and sleep with each other. Like they're not, they're not oh, very chatty. Yeah. They're not very chatty people, like, so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm generalizing massively. There are some very funny and Germans out there, but you know. Well, yeah. Anyway, to go back to the whole, um, I don't know how we got onto that. We were chatting about uh, that just, girl. just like what our generation. But anyway, back to McNeil's no, and just, the stood up girl. Yeah, and then I was just gonna say, they, they were the cutest uh, stools I've ever seen. But the tiniest stools ever. Yeah. And like, then our mate, he's 
like big lads Jack sorry it was Jack who was on the last episode and he's like really tall lad and yeah yeah I, he's a big ish lad like yeah, yeah. I managed to grab a chair from under the stairs anyway and I gave that to him because I was like there's no way he'd want to sit on the stool yeah yeah because like yeah. this guy's like six foot six yeah, so like I, you, you just wouldn't like it, it, and this thing was like BFG. a foot off the ground like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he, he got he sat down on the ground yeah yeah but anyway to go to go back to the first time that we were in there because we had an interesting interaction with two English lads do you remember that oh my yeah. god these were the <laughs> two worst people in, oh, again we're trashing the English a lot but like no, de- you can't. You can't help it. If no. you only ever have negative interaction with people from a country. Now, in fairness, sorry, I don't don't want to interrupt you. Oh, we met two very nice English people recently, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, you did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and at that, we'll give it a pause. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we talk about the the two English lads that we met now. You have more of a story to tell about this because I, the lad that I was chatting to, you know, he's a family man. He was actually a decent guy. <laughs> he was we, were just, guy. we were just chatting about Formula One. Like we actually had a grand time. He was, he was a gent. Yeah. But yeah. He, this other guy. <laughs> but there was such an irony to the guy, right? So this guy sits down. Two of them sit down and join us for a pint. And I, I had my phone charging and they came in and the guy who ended up being a bit of a prick saw that my phone was charging. I was like, no man, don't worry, we'll, we'll sit over here, don't worry at all. Like, please don't worry. He was obviously just had downed like three pints, so they hadn't, hadn't really gone totally buzzed yet, but mm. you could tell he was coming to them because they were getting a bit kind of giggly, but mm. not giddy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a difference. They were, they were going they, from like- They were giggity. They were going from a giggly to a giddy sort of scenario. Yeah, they were giggity, right? <laughs> and like, he sat down, and he was like, oh, we were like, oh, what's the crack? Like, where, what are you guys doing over here? And uh, and they're like, you're on holidays, are you? And, he, and they said just for a day, which I thought, like English people do this. They fly over early in the morning and go home late at night. Like do a day trip so somewhere on a plane. the whole day. Yeah, yeah and like that's jump over the fence stuff. Like no wonder they're <laughs> up there as country. Like we're not. We're, we're saying that now, but like come a few months time, we'll be doing that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> And uh, anyway, yeah, so they sat down and we got chatting to them as you do, like classic. We're like, oh, they're different. Let's just go chat to them, see if we get something good out of them. Fuck, we did. <laughs> yeah. And so I got chatting to them anyway, and, and he was saying, I was like, oh, I really, it's great to have English people coming over to Ireland, you know, and, you know, to be honest with you, like when you're abroad, they're the best people to run into because they're the nearest thing to Irish people, which is the truth, you know what I mean? They're, they're the well, kind of, second nearest. I think the Scottish are always the best. Ah, uh, Scots are a bit miserable, like, but you know. Well, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't find Scots. I think I'm a big fan. I don't. I I I, I rate the Scots to a certain extent. Like we ran into some absolutely lovely Scots a few like what four years ago, and they were great. Yeah. But I ran into a lot of other Scots. Actually, now that I think about it, I need to go back on all of this because I. I ran into a bunch of lovely Scots four years ago, and then six years ago, I also ran into a bunch of lovely Scots on holiday as well, <laughs> and invited them and had them stay in my house. So right. I yeah. see your logic then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So actually, there's no logic to my argument <laughs> on saying that Scots aren't friendly. 
So yeah, no. So yeah, so yeah, probably closest to the Scots. The Welsh as well are kind of they're Celtic yeah, country like they don't go anywhere. <laughs> I've met maybe one Welsh person in my life. <laughs> yes, yeah. I only know one, Tom Jones. He's a singer. <laughs> All I do is sing and shag sheep. <laughs> a few good footballers. Though. Yeah, yeah. Gareth Bale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so English people though, generally speaking, are quite well travelled. So you run into a lot of them. Um, but I was I was saying it's great running into English people and then he just goes ah it's not though and I was like it's a bit of a weird thing to say with your own country and I was like I was like why he was like, like we're pricks we have like one or two drinks I can't put on the English accent because he was from an obscure part outside Birmingham it's a city called Coventry apparently it's a kip looked it up it's a kip Mr. Shangreta yeah <laughs> it's so much kip actually that's referenced in the In Bruges movie <laughs> where, where it's like, where it's like, it was like why hide out in Bruges could have had it out in Coventry. But yeah, no. So we ran into these lads, you know, said, and I, I, he was saying English people are terrible after a few drinks, they get kind of rowdy. And like, I was trying to, like, I'm like, yeah, you're probably not wrong. Like, yeah, I've run into a few rowdy of them, but like, so are Irish people, but yeah, I get what he was saying. Mm. And then he's like, he's like, ah, come on, we're rowdy. And then he was like, acting it out what he had been complaining about mm. which was really starting to get on my nerves and then we were chatting about about Ireland and England comparing systems and stuff and I was saying oh yeah college is three grand it's nine grand in England but you guys have free healthcare we have to pay for healthcare can you believe that and this is how accurate they were sorry he was anyway he was like, he was like I think we should have to pay for healthcare He's like, he's like, why should we all get it for free he's like we got people coming into our country to take the free healthcare and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, he was like, I was like, I mean, you looked at us and when this, when this conversation began, we were just, we were like, because I only hear about English people, you know, I had anecdotally heard about English people being paranoid about people coming into their country. Because mm. Irish people generally love foreigners coming to their country because oh, yeah. they fill all the jobs. Yeah. But English people don't think like that. They're like, they're stealing the jobs. <laughs> like, was, was that not the case though, maybe, I don't know, 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago? that uh, say our parents generation had that same attitude towards people I, coming into the country I don't I don't think so like our parents attitude our parents grew up in a time where there were no jobs so yeah. they just left I mean yeah, like yeah. everybody in our parents generation left mm. like we were just chatting about that we like my dad was in a class of 18 or something for his leaving search and I think he calculated 70% of them left the country like in the yeah. 80s it was a horrible time in Ireland anyway but but your, your man was saying that people man, are milking the people are the milking the system and I was like ah oh, no everyone should be guaranteed healthcare it's a disgrace like we should be like the Scandinavians and Central Europeans like mm. they all have free healthcare like we're like a third world country here with shitty healthcare and then if we want to pay 50% people paying a premium for a, what is it a free service everywhere else mm. and he's like nah man nah fucking he's like we, we got people coming in from Africa from Eastern Europe that's why we left the EU Eastern Europe no skills, don't take any jobs. They're not taking jobs. I don't know what people tell me about filling jobs. He's like, he's like, he's like they're going straight on the dole, taking our healthcare, and they're like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Man, that was a good accent, actually. I, I was getting vivid images of him then. Well, no, it's just a generic, stupid English person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, cool. 
I was like, and I was like, go on now, they're really good for this. Like, I was going through the, all the, the motions with them. I was like, you know, Brexit, you guys can't get anybody to drive your cars. You know, there's no petrol in the car, in the stations. You have the worst inflation rate in Europe. You don't really make anything. You import all your food, all your materials. He's like, like in terms of economics, it doesn't make sense for English people not to like foreigners because your whole system's built around bringing them in to yeah. do your shitty jobs. Mm. And they were just like, he was like, nah, man, nah, man, we're talking about a different thing. I'm talking about people stealing our healthcare. You're talking about economics. I'm like, the same fucking, one, it's like, the yeah. same fucking thing. Mm. And then uh, eventually he got more and more drunk and he started punching me. And then he was like, Are you, and then he called me like, we, you missed this. I went up to the toilet and he started banging on my toilet door, being like, are you in there, Johnny? Oh. Are you in there, what? Johnny? Yeah, and I was like, he's like, are you doing a bit of Charlie in the toilet, Johnny? Jesus. And I was like, I was like, no, no, I'm coming out. And you, you can't get aggressive with these people because I was, yeah, you, they just kicked the shit out of you. There's yeah. no like, there's Things no going around. Yeah. So, and then his friend, his friend who's a lovely guy. Yeah, like he was <laughs> like apologizing for him, and I was, I felt so sorry for him because he's like a lovely guy with three kids. Anyway, it got so bad towards the end that he was like calling me gay every five seconds and then yeah I honestly you know when people do that I honestly think that they're kind of deflecting or like posing that on other people when they themselves are kind of you know it's like when it's um, it's like when people what you notice in people you are yourself you know what what you give out there's a bit there, there is a bit you are what What's the word for it? You are what you say or whatever, something like that. Something about preaching or something, no? You no. are what you preach. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. We don't have it down. Sorry, guys. But do people do, though, project a lot of their own insecurities onto other people? Yes, that's a very good way to put it. And I think, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's your generic friends that don't do anything interesting in their life. And the minute you do something interesting, you know, it's wrong. It's, mm. it's stupid, you know. <laughs> it's uh, what about he up to like? <laughs> Very poignant. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's the truth. It's the truth because yeah. people don't want to admit to themselves that they're in any way inferior in any sort of departments. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's no, the same so, with anyone. Yeah. So I, I do think yeah, similar. Yeah, he probably had a gay because then. I was trying to get a little bit of a lad banter thing going, like, oh, fucking all the lads. Like, yeah. we were talking about going on dates and stuff. It was the only thing we could do to divert the conversation because mm. it was drifting towards a fight. Like, you know when you can see it, like a kilometre down the road, and you're like, this is going there because they were getting hoppy, you know? Well, and then he, he kept, was. And, he was. and there was this thing, like, I don't really drink Guinness. Shoot me, like, uh, I drink, you know... Oh, sorry, that's where the whole gay lar- thing started, I'll drink like a, Yeah, I'll drink, like, a lager, like, so I'll yeah, order, like, yeah. generic you know Carlsberg or a Heineken or something and uh, he he goes why don't you drink Guinness you're Irish and you don't drink Guinness and I'm sorry going back to that again I said I wanted I'd love to leave in England some, at some stage and he goes why would you want to live here if it's so good here why don't you just stay here and I was like I didn't really think about it in the way that he was coming at it because he was coming at it from like we don't want you coming into our country but I thought he was saying it in a way like oh like why would you want to travel I'm like why wouldn't I want to travel I was like Gosh, could travel the world and see new places and live in new places, man. Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, but why do you want to come into our country?" And I'm like, "Oh, right, that's what you're saying." Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, no, don't worry about it. I'm not moving to Coventry." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know. It's time I had to look it up. If it is a kid. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, 
the other English guys so I didn't get the lads banter thing going I was like so lads have you ever cheated on your wife like do you know what I mean because mm. they, they were both kind of married one can't have kids maybe that was what it was the, the guy who was fighting around and stuff they, he wasn't able oh, to have children oh my god so maybe that's the big thing yeah, yeah and this yeah. was like their lads day out that he got your man away and he got away from his wife so maybe it was something like that anyway I was like okay oh, no, I didn't even think about it in that sense I was thinking on a grander scale or a more minute scale that um, because he can't have kids he's kind of in a sense he obviously feels a little bit like he's not a man yes yeah. less masculine and that, that's why he's kind of projecting these kind of yeah. um, I wouldn't say projecting these emotions then and, and actually having a go at you like for being gay or whatever when you're fucking not like yeah or he's just an English prick yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be yeah uh, so but that was that really. so then I was like and I expected him to be like no I never did and like because like you know, most people don't really cheat on their, their wives I, mean, I don't know a lot of people do but mm. <laughs> the guy who'd be the nicest guy in the world steps up and he's like I, don't, I can't remember what island he was talking about or whatever he just goes he just goes Abita 2014 so unexpected from him yeah man, like. yeah and then your man got comfortable so then he was like yeah fucking last week you know, <laughs> <laughs> two hours ago yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a gas night though mm. with them anyway um, we'll move on from them anyway in fairness to the really lovely guy he talked about his kids and like he was chatting away about you know, hanging out with them and going to soccer games with them. Oh, was, I thought it was really nice. That was, a, that yeah. was a big thing of our conversation, actually. Um, you know, he was telling me that he brings his... So he's a big fan of the local football team. I can't remember what team I it was. I think it's Coventry, Coventry Athletic. Was it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Something like that. There is a football club called Coventry. Championship team, I think. Or League One, maybe, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, but then I got chatting to him about... Um, when I was playing football when I was younger my dad used to bring me to every match that I played in and he used to come and watch me every match regardless and like thinking thinking back then like I didn't even think about it and there was other lads on the team that you know their parents wouldn't go to the games and they'd have to get a lift and everything but my dad brought me to every match and then uh, I think he missed one match of my whole footballing career oh that's class yeah it's amazing but like think about it now you know, he gave up his Sundays or Saturdays, Saturday mornings, and just a good few hours. And like, he was a busy guy, and he used to just bring me to these football games. That's and watch, Yeah, it's like it's massive. a nice little. I, yeah. I like that they have. You know, soccer. We forget so, soccer in England is. I know it's big in Ireland as well, but but soccer from a, a club point of view and going to the match. Yeah. You know, we can't really do that as Irish people. We fly over to England, and we can go to our own matches, but only a, a, a very kind of hardcore group of people go to you know Irish soccer games mm. it's building up again though yeah but Irish English soccer for English people a day out on a Sunday or a Saturday is very like the GAA in Ireland like you know you bring your kids to the local GAA game to watch yeah. the county play like mm. you know or watch your parish club play like I, I, I like the way we have such similarities that way and we don't even realise do you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah like it's the same thing you know you bring your kids to that weekend practice you know mm. Whereas it, 
and it feels local and it feels very much about the city or the town that you're from the same way the GAA works the, the parish or the county that you're from whereas in America you know it's so commercialised that like it doesn't really matter where you're from like you know yeah. so I, I think that was really interesting um, but we'll move on f- oh there's another so in McNeil's as well we asked him for the history of the pub and uh Basically, it's got a really cool history. It's been around since, what, 1812? Something like that. But it's only been a pub in the last 15 years, basically. But before, it was a pub. And it looks just like a pub. They've kitted it out. It actually, I said this must be 200 years old. But this is one of those pubs that's been made to look old. Mm. And they've done a fantastic job. But in fairness, it's not that hard when it was something before. So before it was a pub, it was a music shop. Uh, so it was a music shop for like 150 years and then it switched over into being a pub but because of that musical heritage that they have they do a lot of live music I don't know what the specific days are now but he said nearly every second night basically or every night nearly every night he says they try to get a bit of music and it's such a small cosy pub that I I just thought it was one of my favourites I'm going to go and actually give it a very high score because I think that's actually one of the best pubs in Dublin Um, yeah I do I, I said it as we were leaving, I'd want to go back for the live music, and we haven't yet. Um, we haven't gone back for the music, but I've been back four times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. sure. I've been back twice myself, but um, I really want to go back for the live music, and like, especially while the weather is kind of bad as well, because I want the fire to be lit. I want to be nice and cozy, have a Guinness, and have like the lads playing in the corner. Yeah. Like, it would be class. Yeah, Maybe class. bring the bear on and have a, have a bash. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'll give it a high score now myself. Uh, I know I gave Briotis a very high score last week, mm. and I think, I think uh, McNeil's definitely deserves an eight point two from on my end. Yeah, I'm going. So I, I'm going. Our highest score so far went to what, like Mulligans, which is like an eight one or something. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah we'll it's hard to, to keep back. track. We'll have to go back and look. Would you believe we don't actually write this stuff down? <laughs> it's all off the cuff, baby. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with an H four. Are you okay? So yeah. A three altogether. A three altogether. A point three, baby. So that it, I think that might either be equal or ahead of Mulligans, and um, but I definitely consider it one of the gems, Dublin McNeils, and I didn't even know about it. It was pure ignorance that we didn't know about it because I've I've talked to a few people now, and they're like, yeah, McNeils looks one of the best pubs in Dublin. So like, okay, it was a real sort of like. Who are these Southside puffs coming over the river? Like, do you know what I mean? It, there was a bit of that going on. Speak for yourself. <laughs> You're from fucking Bray, like. <laughs> yeah, Wicklow man. <laughs> yeah, 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 Wicklow man. Wicklow man living in Glasnevin. Yeah, yeah. And you're from Wicklow, not Wicklow. Like. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so A three. So on to probably one of the most famous pubs in Dublin if not pro- I would say Brazen Head is up there in top 5 most famous pubs in the world and at that as well one of the most famous letdowns ever <laughs> oh my god I know we said last week we'd absolutely thrash a pub and this is it <laughs> this is it and I feel bad because a lot of people go to this pub and like take photos outside to James's Gate and do an Instagram thing and there are some great pubs that I do want to say like Guinness there are some great pubs that Guinness are associated with um, now bear in mind actually just this came to my uh, head we 
have to take into consideration that this was before the restrictions ended. I know I keep saying that. Yeah, but, but so like, is everywhere else being the same. Like so. I know, but because uh, like I remember being in the Brazen Head a couple of years ago, and like I think it was two thousand and eighteen, and I thought it was class. It was like live music and everything, nice cozy little spot. Remember, we, we go back and if it changes, see, we went in. The circumstances were different because we went in. We were hungry. We needed a bit of soakage for the night. I think when you have food, it just kind of slows down the night completely. Especially for me as well, having Guinness and then big plate yeah. of food and stuff. One of the biggest things I had to like get used to when I did like when I was doing my masters was you know a bunch of Italians and particularly the Italian my Italian mates, they would like do this thing where they would have a couple of pints after like at six seven o'clock and then be like oh I'll come back out but I have to go home for dinner. I'm like no mate like just that sounds like me when I was in college I, I, I'd i be like no, no 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 don't go for points now just go straight home eat and then come out none of this oh, sorry that's what I would have done because yeah, yeah. they break up a sesh like so you're there on like three four points and like Massimo or Francesco would just be there like oh yeah uh, we're going to head back now to um to the house and just you know make myself a sandwich now I'll be, I'll be back in an hour and a half and I'm like okay Grant so what am I supposed to do sit around while you do your weird European thing we have dinner at like 10 o'clock at night like you'd be drinking no you'd have 4 or 5 pints be 9 o'clock and they turn around to you and like, I'm like are you, like, do you eat a sandwich while you're in bed like what <laughs> like, just eat at a normal time it's, it's weird it's all about the food for them yeah, yeah big big food culture which is class it is big food culture but they barely ate here like you'd take you'd ask Fran what he was doing and he'd take like a photo of like a piece of bread a glass of red wine and like some weird sort of gooey cheese spread on the plate I know it sounds class. They're yeah. <laughs> way cooler people than they are. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, the and they're head. actually great crack as well. It's not like you can say they're not great crack. Yeah, they're probably. I think Italians are probably the best culture in the world. If not, if not, they're definitely top three anyway. Yeah, yeah. and even just listening to the accent is just like a song. You just, yeah, you know, and the women are great. Yeah. The lads are great. They talk openly about stuff that Irish people probably wouldn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely up there in one of the top cultures. I like them. Fun, fun fact for you, actually. I only found this out in the last uh, two months, I think. So the the word for uh, it, the word in Italian for a PCR test is tampon. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, I took a tampon and <laughs> up it the make, nose. Like, do you know, it makes sense. It does. <laughs> well, yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, in a way. In a way. Well, yeah, there's a fun fact for you guys. Yeah. But anyway, the brazen head, uh, to get away from the Italians, because Janie Mac, we're, we're talking them up big time now. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. But, um, you could, like, you can't give them too much head. It's funny thing what happens with Italian people is when you talk them up, they talk themselves down. And when you talk yourself up, they talk themselves. They, you, they talk you way down and talk themselves way above you. Mm. It's this weird reverse thing they do. If, like, yeah, they can't take a compliment, but they can't take an insult either. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, like the brazen head. I was expecting not big things, but I was expecting some things uh, in that pub, like live music. I think it was a Friday or Saturday night that we went there, and there was literally nothing going on. We went upstairs. It was so the place, bad. The place was busy though. That's the thing. Uh, and the, I think we went upstairs to get some food. I think that's the only place that you can. I think it's the kind of pub grub area. To be fair to the place, every seat was filled. 
no music going on whatsoever and um we were sitting beside some uh, german girls who were obviously over for like a weekend or something and that just kind of says it all really i mean <laughs> the most boring <laughs> nationality ever was in the most boring pub but nah they were actually they were the, they were the highlight I feel like correcting that a little bit because they were really sad, but we did need. To, but the thing about German people is they're so open to you chatting with them. They just don't have a lot to say initially. They're they're very. I find they're not very closed. Like they're open. So I don't know if you've ever tried to talk to a French person. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. difficult because they don't want to fucking know you because they don't need to know you because they're French and they can talk to French people why would they talk to Irish people I'd talk to anybody if they could talk to French people mm. but like they, they were open to doing it now we're, we're actually making a lot of stereotypes about cultures right now guys so please yeah this is meant to be a pub podcast this, this is supposed to be a pub podcast because you run on this is this is Dublin you run ah, into yeah, all yeah. these people like yeah. all the tech companies are here like so obviously mm. we're going to run into them and uh, these, these people were lovely they were over from Dusseldorf and um and they just were saying how much they love Dublin and how they love the whole the pubs and stuff. And I was like, it's kind of a bit dead here. Like, you, you could probably do a better one. So we gave them a list of clubs to go off anyway. But yeah, the service, I suppose, was okay. The whole thing felt very Temple Barry. It was sort of like, we're going to have to turn this table in the next hour and a half. They, they, did, they said something like that. Are you planning to stay for like a good few points? And they, just bad vibes all around. Um, and there's a girl, like a, a person with like a, a booklet at the front like it's just not very Irish and I know you have to have that but like don't make it look like I'm checking into a hotel you can just have it by the bar and like I was, go- I was gonna say when you said the German girls were the highlight of the night I mean it didn't take much to lift it really you know they weren't the highlight of the night they were the highlight of oh, the sorry, 20, of the, of the yeah. 20 minutes that we were there like, yeah 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 but no, the food was actually grand so I actually, no, like the food was what you would expect like it's great yeah. you know so look, I, we, we should I'm not going to actually slate it too much because no. I'm I'm because I think we will go back to give it a fair score. But oh, you will. Yeah. On first look, I think this is the type. It no. feels like a Temple Bar pub. Yeah. That got a bit lost, and now it's next to James Gate. That's what it love feels like, and I don't really like Temple Bar pubs unless it's like the original touristy ones, and you then you're kind of like, oh, you know what, whatever. The pub itself as well. From the outside, it kind of looks smallish or just like a general pub, it's but massive. it's a massive pub. There's like three floors or something. I don't know if there's that, but they're squeezing the juice out of that place. And yeah. I, don't, I just don't like it. Yeah, I like the outside area. I like all the stonework and everything. I think that's a really nice touch. But they could do a lot more. Yeah, they could do a lot more. Holy Moses! Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to give it a five eight. I'm not going to low blow it too far <laughs> what no as in I'm not going to low blow it that's probably our lowest rating ah uh, yeah but it's not so low that it can't retrieve itself do you know what I mean <laughs> I have to think about this now because uh, I'm going to base it off that night and also when I was in it before I've only been in it twice now altogether but uh, the first time I was in there I thought it was good there was some great live music and is it irretrievable or unretrievable Irretrievable. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry guys. Um, so basing it on those both occasions, I will have to give it maybe a six point three. Okay, so, so we're six. At, well, I was five. Oh no, six one. Six one. Six six. We're giving the six one. 
Yeah, we'll round it off. We'll Getting lucky with the six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of six months. Definitely lucky enough. Yeah. Um, um, but I have a story to tell you, right? Oh, we're finished reviewing, are we? Uh, scene of the night. We'll get maybe we do that later. No, we can. We can do it now. I have. I. I know. Go to funny story. Scene in the night takes ages. Yeah, yeah. We could do it after we get back. Have a can and do it. Could do. Could do. I'll be back later. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can do it. Yeah, Friday or something. Yeah. But anyway, um. So, sad story. Well, sad to begin with. Recently, I lost my wireless earphones. So it's a bit tragic. Like, nothing to listen to now. But um. It's actually been so beneficial, especially since moving into the city centre. Because walking to work and everything, I just hear a lot of conversations and stuff going yeah. on. It's actually brilliant. Yeah. Like it does, we could do a, an overheard in Dublin kind of <laughs> yeah. se- segment yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we should, yeah. But um, I was, can't remember where I was walking by. I think it was uh, the bank, that bar. And I, and I say bar because it's not a pub. Yeah. Um, but anyway. The bank? Yeah. It is. The bank is actually a pub. So yeah, I know it is, that. but that's why I said that it's, it's not really though. It's a commercial pub that needs to get its act together in terms of what it wants to be because it has this grand facade. But then you go to the tables and there's like ketchup bottles and stuff on the table, so it's not grand. And then they have like a cocktail bar thing going on, but then it also looks like a pub. I know you're trying to get into your story, but. The bank, if you're listening, sorts yourself out. Not bankers. We love you, bankers. That's fantastic. Small <laughs> pub. Uh, the bank, what the hell are you? Well, to sidetrack a little bit, um, just to go on the bank, I know I'll probably say it, and I was probably going to say it in, the, in a pub review that mm. we were going to do for it. But we actually had a, a night down in Galway, which we'll do a special episode on eventually. But yeah. uh, I went there for one while I was waiting on the bus. And I was texting you, I was like, this is not a pub, blah, blah, blah. But really impressive architecture, like it's class, it, it's very grand. I thought yeah. it was nice now, not for a pub though. No, no, the, it, it's grand looking, yeah, but yeah. It need, it, the whole other, the other side of being a pub is not looked after. But I remember saying to you that, um, you know, it's a place that you bring your mother-in-law to kind of impress her and show her that you're doing well. Which <laughs> 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 really is. Um, but anyway I was was walking by there and I heard a French accent and um, he was like uh, when I look at another woman I think of her and just the immediate thing I thought of was like this sounds like the start of a Gucci perfume ad or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then not five minutes later I was walking up say uh, from College Green up towards Grafton Street yeah. and there's like this little kind of area there's always a homeless person there unfortunately yeah. but this guy if I had cash I would love to give it to him because he was so on the ball right? <laughs> there was three young lads walking in front of me and um, they kind of looked a bit sketchier they were up to no good like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they have a crowbar in yeah, no no <laughs> But we had to run around we had to run away from a bunch of 14 year olds there two nights ago we didn't have to run away Johnny come on you know we have a big man here like <laughs> I was scared shitless <laughs> anyway um, I was walking behind these three lads and like one of them looked back at me and kind of went a bit sketchy or whatever but they walked by this homeless guy that was sitting down and he was like how are you doing gentlemen 
and then um, <laughs> and then he was like don't get too high off that coke now yeah and, uh, <laughs> and then I was like do they actually have a bag of coke now because these guys are like 13, 14 I was, was just trying selling to selling it to them was he no, no 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 I I was trying to figure out what was going on so I walked I walked by them I walked past them looked in one of their hands and it was a Pepsi Max <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a bottle of coke. Like, I just thought the level. Oh, boy, it's so quick. Comedy there. Yeah. It was brilliant. Like, and he was just chatting. I could hear him then once I passed him by. He was just chatting to everyone. Like, you know, same shit. That guy deserves like a stand up gig or something. I think that would be brilliant. But he, you know, if I had cash, I would love to give it to him. <laughs> this reminds me of when we were in. Sometimes it's, all, it's very sad, but like at the same time, he. We're not laughing at them, we're just laughing at the city in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember we were in Foley's, this would have been right, two years ago. Great little bop, by the way, to get the night going, Foley's. Foley's, aha, oh, unbelievable. Um, and if you're coming over here for a big night on Paddy's Day, which I know my Scottish friend is, uh, go to Foley's for one, they, it's a bit of a bop, and you'll have one or two points there and you'll have a bit of crack. A bit of a bop is an understatement. I <laughs> no, it is a bop, it, it, <laughs> yeah, is, a bop. it bop. is a bop, and it's kind of a place yeah. I'd recommend for that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I remember we were dancing around in there anyway. We were fucking langers, maybe like five, six pints in us. <laughs> well oiled. Five, six, I'm planning to go to 10. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, this guy was dancing around. He was clearly homeless, but got somehow got in while the bouncer was taking a piss or something. So he was dancing around the dance floor with us all. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, we were in such a good mood. We were like, all right, like, do you want... Do you want some change? He's like, fuck the change, buy me a pint. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fucking brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, class. Yeah, yeah. So good. Oh, sorry. But, um, listen, thanks for... <laughs> listen, thanks for listening. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and apologies for the delay in getting a podcast out to you and fair play for <laughs> managing to hang on and listen to, listen for yeah sorry for the wait but we'll be back doing it every week now soon yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. now yeah, sorry, yeah. Now, so. and um yeah as I said there'll be a Galway special episode yeah because we had an absolute ball down there Galway I fell in love with the place <laughs> yeah he's moving there I'm not cause yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um yeah so expect that soon and yeah we'll be releasing every week regardless yeah let's launch it let's launch it